Welcome to the Light Keepers podcast. I'm Clayton Vandiver, your Light Keeper, with a show dedicated to everyone who wants to get the most quality out of life that they can. My co-host, as always, is Charlene, our very own licensed clinical social worker certified in the state of Florida, who is going to be talking with us this week about chronic, critical, and terminal, what they mean and so much more on this edition of the Lightkeepers podcast. And before we start, as always, please leave your questions or comments below. We will answer them next week on our next edition, which airs every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. The Lightkeepers podcast is an exclusive production of A Guiding Light, and we'll tell you more about A Guiding Light at the end of the podcast. But right now, we don't have much time, so let's get right into this week's discussion about chronic, critical, and terminal. What in the world do those mean? (laughs) So those are terms that are frequently used in medical conversations, and a lot of times people don't have a full understanding of the difference between them, and it can be a little confusing. I'll say I have absolutely no idea how to define those terms. Let's start with chronic. What does chronic mean? So chronic is a condition that doesn't go away. It lingers and it comes back up and it continues on um, with or without treatment. So for example, arthritis is a chronic condition. Oh, I can relate to that one. Okay. A lot of people can. Yes. (laughs) And okay, so critical Critical is when the house cat comes up during a taping and decides she wants to be part of the show. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you, Wizzy. But what is critical? So, therapy cat aside, critical is when you have someone who's very, very sick. This is someone who is... Um, Another term that you may hear, acute. Someone who has an acute condition, which means critical, which means it's a very bad situation that might be recoverable, might not. Mm, Okay, I see. Well, then what about terminal? So terminal is probably the worst one that you want to hear when in a conversation with a medical professional, because terminal means that the illness has progressed to the point that there is no recovery and you are now looking at a life-limiting uh, situation. This right. is this gotcha. is usually when hospice is called in. Okay. Well, why is it? I guess it's it's sort of obvious why it's important that these be distinguished from one another. Uh, a chronic situation, much lighter, much something that you can live with. I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, chronic. Illnesses, uh, they can be bad. I mean, lupus mm-hmm. is uh, considered to be That's a, considered chronic. a chronic illness because it doesn't go away. Um, but it's not life-ending. You know, it, it may be a nuisance and it may be oh. affecting quality of life, but it, it's not going to end your life in the near future. I see. So things like, well, where, where do things like, you know, Parkinson's, 
or that where where does that sort of a of an issue fall in the chronic critical and terminal range so these are things that actually progress so parkinson's oh, okay. dementia alzheimer's these are chronic illnesses that can reach a terminal stage so okay. in the beginning when they progress slowly you're looking at a chronic illness. It's not something that can be cured. It's not something that's going to go away. It's just going right. to progress over time. As these progress and they get worse and they get to the point where they're now interfering with one's ability to live. Mm -hmm. um, for example, with dementia, when you have someone who's maybe no longer able to swallow, now you're looking at situations that are becoming more critical they're because, in the critical range okay. because they're creating scenarios where life could be threatened I see and when they become unmanageable I suppose that's when they reach the terminal stage when someone is terminal when someone is terminal they've reached a stage where their life expectancy is usually not much beyond six months to a year. Like I mentioned okay. in a previous episode, um, someone who is admitted to hospice yeah. has a life expectancy of six months or less along with a terminal diagnosis. I see. This means that they have an illness that's going to take their life within the next six months, most likely. Like we also talked about during that uh, podcast, that's not guaranteed. Um, yeah. None of us are born with an expiration date. Nobody knows for sure, but if the disease progresses as it normally would, that is the expected time frame. Right, but everyone is different, everyone is unique, and of course, consult your, your own healthcare professional that has a much better uh, idea of what your individual needs might be, uh, always. Uh, but we do welcome you to join the conversation and leave your comments, leave your thoughts and questions uh, down below, and we will see them and we will address them in upcoming episodes. What, um, what is the important takeaway whenever you hear the words chronic or critical or terminal from your healthcare professional? So the key takeaway there is to keep in mind that these are determine, determining factors in terms of the, the plan of care. And by plan of okay. care, I mean the course of medical treatment is going to be determined by whether the doctor feels you have a chronic illness, a critical illness, or a terminal illness. Or um, a cat that's attached to you and, and is becoming difficult to get to the ground. <laughs> Okay, so it determines your medical care and how the doctor and you, how that conversation is going to progress. Um, what can you do in each of these states to give you, you know, our focus is always on the very best quality of life possible. And we don't focus on end of life. We don't focus on those issues. We focus on how you live every moment leading to Absolutely. those eventualities, which we all face. So, the, so the what key, do you do? The key thing that you want to do in all of those is you want to stop and assess how you define a good quality of life. Okay, because, how do you do that? Well, you look at the things that are important to you and you think of the things that you can't do without. And don't think of the obvious things. Of course, we all need oxygen. We all need to be able to breathe. But would you consider yourself to have a good quality of life if you couldn't get out of bed? 
would you consider yourself to have a good quality of life if you weren't able to recognize anyone around you? So if you did not have the right. ability to be independent, if you could not take care of yourself, if you could not right. have that mental awareness, is that a quality of life that you would want your life prolonged in? Because if the answer is no, it's a good time to start um, thinking about having that conversation with your family about what kind of medical treatment you would want if you reach a situation where you can no longer make your own decisions. Ah, because that again is one of those factors that may enter in once things become critical. Absolutely. And what some people don't realize, and this is something that I've heard a lot, mm -hmm. well, when I get to that point, I'll decide what I'm going to do. No, you won't. You won't be able to decide. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of people don't realize that a situation can go from chronic to critical to terminal very quickly. Oh, that's a good thing to keep in mind. And especially that I, I think most everyone puts themselves in their mind into the situation that they're in right now not really able to imagine that situation any different. Correct. And it's really hard to put yourself into the position, into the frame of mind that, okay, when I'm not able to think as I am able to think right now, then I'm going to decide to do something different. No, you won't. You won't be able to. Exactly. You won't know you need to. And probably one of the biggest things that I have heard that makes me cringe every time is mm -hmm. my family will know what I want. Or or my favorite one, the doctors know what to do. Oh, ho, 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 ho. So if you leave your care in the hands of doctors, yeah. they are required. They are required by their Hippocratic Oath and by law to do everything possible to keep you alive for as long as possible, regardless of whether or not you are in a quality of life that you find acceptable. And that's where that quality of life becomes important. And if you're not able to tell them what quality of life you feel exactly. is acceptable, then they make that decision for you, which is simply to maintain you. And I can... That could be awful. That could be... Uh, that could mean living on a ventilator yeah. for years. Years. And if you're in a ventilator, if you're uh, on a ventilator, guess what? Now you um, are hooked up to a machine... 24-7. Mm -hmm. uh, you no longer have the tube going in your mouth and down your throat. Now you have a hole in your throat with a tube connected to it that's still connected to the machine that can't most of the time be maintained at home. So now you're in a facility 24-7. Now if you're someone who wanted to live so out you your remaining days at home, not hooked that's up not, to machines, that's no longer in the equation. Gone. And potentially you didn't have any choice in that matter. Correct. And one of the things that we most strongly advocate for on this show is being able to live life on your own terms. And part of that to... is informed decision-making. Okay, what is informed decision-making in, in the little bit of time we have left? Informed decision-making is basically where you have the information that you need to make the decision to get the care that you want to receive and okay. not get the care that you don't. And that makes sense. So informed decision-making is having the right answers to the right questions. Correct. And being Knowing able to make... Knowing the questions. And being able to make good decisions 
for yourself when you're still able to and being able to express those so that your doctors, your family, all mm -hmm. of your caregivers will know what your wishes are once you're no longer able to tell them. And it's not just about being able to guide your own care, it's taking that burden off of your family. I cannot tell you how many times I've been standing in the ICU with a family devastated over having to make the decision to take a loved one off life support and they're yeah. wondering if they did the right thing because they didn't know what their loved one wanted. And you know what I can imagine is you say that your loved ones will know what your wishes are and this one will know that your wishes are this. This one will know that your wishes are different from that and this one will know that there's an entirely different scenario that they think is what you would want because everyone has a slightly different perception of every member of their family and what their wishes might be. Correct, and, and you and I both have seen situations where it's in writing, it's in black and white, and you've still had siblings fight over the plan of care Absolutely. because they interpreted it differently. And that's one of the most heartbreaking parts of the entire equation because that divides families. That hurts feelings that sometimes are never able to heal. Correct. So if anything that we say on this show is able to help any family prevent that and, and step away from all of that divisiveness, then we've done something good. Absolutely. Well, of course, this is all a, a highly personal choice and no conversation that we have on the Lightkeepers podcast should ever take the place of your own medical care team or other professional advisor who should always be consulted by you on your specific situational needs. And it's always good to be willing to talk about quality of life because every single one of us faces some of these issues some of the time. Either not prepared at all or very well prepared indeed. From joining us here every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for the Lightkeepers podcast. This is an exclusive production of Vanimation Studios brought to you by a Guiding Light 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to education and information that allows informed preparation for living the very best life possible. The mission of A Guiding Light is to provide education for professionals and information for everyone else about life planning, available guidance, and counseling that helps individuals and their family navigate options that improve the quality of their remaining days. The organization is committed to training professionals through scholarship grants when needed who will help you find the best information and options to meet your planning needs that are available in your area so you can be aware of your choices, confident in your decisions, and at peace that you've made the very best decisions to live life on your own terms. Visit the website for aguidinglight.org or make a tax-deductible contribution that helps others find the information and resources that they need. Please send your check to the address that's right on the screen below me here. And we're so grateful for your support and sincerely hope you will join the conversation in coming weeks. Add your questions and comments below. Speaking of that, hit the like and subscribe buttons. It's free. And turn on that notify bell so you'll catch every single episode. I'm Clayton Vandiver, your Lightkeeper. We'll see you next time.